bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. This is Two Birds, One Clone, where three college friends bullshit about sports. Well, we are back. Um, took a nice little vacation there. The boys have been buzzing. Um, is absolutely busting. Um, <laughs> Joe is fucking blistering hot right now. I'm 3-0 on my bets this week. Um, I'm talking about your bets so far. I am on the coldest streak of my entire life, and it is bad. <laughs> So I in a blizzard. I am in more than a blizzard. Oh my god, let me tell you. So we're gonna have to ask I don't know. We're probably gonna throw some money around this weekend, obviously, but then I might be done for a while. Yeah. I went down fifteen. Fifteen early, you know, it's not a good sign, but uh shout out to Mad Money Picks here. Um I've been hammering <laughs> oh. the penguins money line harder than Ray Rice hammers girls in the elevator. I, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> I uh, and you know, thanks to Mad Money Picks, I'm I'm up two dollars on the week. So shout out you, man, if you're watching the podcast. No, for sure, Mad Money Picks hooked me and Bino up last night with a uh, Penguins money line. So we did we decided to take that power up of Sidney Crosby getting a goal. I'm doing homework and I hear the announcer go, "Sidney Crosby fast break." <laughs> Fucking back of the net, I go absolutely crazy. Like it was just an electric moment in my house. But um, yeah, we'll talk. We'll move on to um, like probably the best month of the year, debatable. But uh, March Madness. Um, we're already at the Sweet Sixteen. We'll start off the number one overall seed, Gonzaga. Uh, their first game, they played Norfolk State, beat them by forty. Then played Oklahoma, won by sixteen. Um, I mean Gonzaga, they're winning big and they're winning early and the last thing i want to bring up about them is drew timmy or whatever i mean i don't think i've ever met a guy with a mustache that i don't like and he's just balling out right now i fucking love him yeah what i like about gonzaga is they just have you don't know who to any given night you're going to get one one of the big three four or five whatever it is usually those three guys though you're going to get someone that goes off so you just got to stop one of them or two of them. Hopefully the other one's just having an off night, but it's so hard to contain all three of them. And even that, even the other two starters with Nemhart and Ayayi or whatever the fuck his name is, they're tough too. So they're just a really good complete team. Yeah, I know we all talk. Like there's, there's just a few people in the tournament you can't bet against. You know, like, I mean, we'll probably get to the other ones later, but uh <clears throat> One of them, yeah, with a Fu Manchu, like Drew Timmy's, it's hard to fucking put money on the other team. That's all I'm saying. Like, you just can't will yourself to be like, hey, I think someone's going to contain the Fu Manchu because it's probably not going to happen. Facts. Well, anyway, they're playing Creighton in the Sweet 16. Creighton's played USCB or Santa Barbara. They beat them by one. Then they beat Ohio, our boy uh, Preston. They got by him, beat him by 14. Um, Greg McDermott back. They got, like, that was a big question, like, what was going to go on with all the shit that's been going on before the tournament. And, um, I mean, they're making it great. I Like, I saw their whole starting lineup is scoring uh, near 10-plus. Like, they're just playing as a team right now and balling out. 
Yeah, I said that before the tournament starts. Like, I had them going to my Sweet 16 just because, like, Greg McDermott's back. I know they struggled without him, and they got torched in that championship game by Georgetown. But I was like, yeah, Greg McDermott will be back. We bet on Ohio, but, like, I had Creighton in my bracket just because I knew what they can do. And I think they're going to give Gonzaga a little bit of trouble. But, like, I think Gonzaga will win. Uh, They'll be able to figure it out. But I think – this is one of the better defensive teams I've played so far this year. So I think it'll be better a game than you think. Yeah, it might be a good game, but uh, fuck, I'll put my mortgage on the fucking Gonzaga spread. That's all I'm saying. I think it's the same as Oklahoma's, though. It's like 11 or 12. Yeah, I'm putting a mortgage on Gonzaga covering that. I don't think anyone touches them at this point. Moving on to the next game, we have USC. Um, they beat Drake by 16, and then in the next round, they beat Kansas by 34. Um, I mean, the story of this team is the Mobley brothers. I mean, it's got to be. These two are just blowing out. Uh, Isaiah and Evan. Um, I, like, I love watching them play because we get to see as Iowa fans, me and Luke, like what an actual NBA center looks like. And it's just insane, like, seeing uh, – like uh, Isaiah Mobley, like just sending shots back, just shit like that. Like we never get to witness that. Like it, I like I love watching USC play. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, what I love about USC is like me and Jack always talk. Like they're just so all of them have like a seven foot five wingspan, and Mobley doesn't even like he's not gonna he's not gonna be a guy that goes out and scores points, but he's gonna get you 13, 14 rebounds and get a couple blocks, and I think. What helps them so much is that they run that zone and they a lot and they let you beat them off the dribble basically because they have rim protectors so you can't kick if you try to kick they're gonna have guys on the three pointers so like they just have they just got the guys down low and then they can just cover the threes with their wings because they know they got the rim protected. Yeah, um, well, me and Luke, uh, I guess another thing me and Luke talked about like it's going to be hard to find two big guys that can match up well against those two dudes. Like Isaiah Mobley being about like what, six ten, and Evan Mobley being like seven foot and just athletic as fuck. Um, yeah. You're not going to find many teams that can like that match up well with that team. It's just the thing is like, if pe- people were questioning if they'd make it this far just because of their guard play, because it's been just, you know, mediocre, like subpar, but I know they, they shot the fucking shit out of the ball against Kansas. I think, I don't know, they shot like 60-some percent from three. So, if that can happen, they actually could make a very – I mean, they could even give, like, Gonzaga a run for money if they end up beating Oregon here. Yeah, moving on to Oregon. Um, they had a bye their first in the round of 64. Uh, they were going to play VCU. They had COVID issues. Then they uh, played Iowa. They 15-balled us. Uh, Rip Luke Garza, that was – I mean – we were making fun of that one kid for crying, but, like, that was actually, like, like I didn't cry, obviously, because of my Iron Man, but, like, that's, you know, it's an emotional moment. Um, well, anyway, moving on with Oregon. They had four guys on their team score near over 20, I think, in the past two games. Uh, Chris Duarte, or however say his fucking last name, he's balling out. Like, I actually, like, liked watching him play while he played against Iowa because, I mean, they were kind of killing his whole game, like, kind of, so I was like, fuck it, like, I mean, go dogs, but, yeah, like, I don't know. I like this team. Yeah, and I think well, – yeah, like you said, though, watching Garza go off, like, my brother even, like, the biggest talk I hate or ever, he said that. He's like, that was that was sad watching him go off the court. I think anybody would agree with that, watching him go. But, yeah, Oregon, Iowa tried to play with them, like, run with them. 
and it just didn't work. I mean, they've tried to do that against everyone this year, and, like, the good teams that showed they can't run with those the big dogs. But props to Garza. I mean, he did everything. He had 36 for 80, and, like, exactly 80 points, you'd think, wow, they actually played pretty good offensively. But I think we played, like, shit on offense. We didn't play good at all. I know we scored 80, but that was not a good 80 because Garza had about half of them. And Wieskamp had 17, so it, they didn't play well at all. And this is what Iowa does in the tournament. Yeah, well, like, the thing that really surprised me, you know, like, if you watch all, like, the first-round games, you know, every team comes out, and they – it's, like, 20-20 halftime because, like, it's their first game of the tournament. They're getting, like, used to, like, a new court, you know. It's, like, the tournament in general. Like, everyone's got, like, goosebumps. Everyone's nervous. And then – so you think about this. This is Oregon's first game actually on the court. And they were just fucking ballistic from three. Like, you think of any of round 64 uh, game. No team came out like that. And then, yeah, like Luke said, um, like, Iowa scores a lot, but they don't score a lot, like, how Oregon. Like, Oregon runs runs up the court, shoots threes, and, like, gets fast break buckets, and that's how they score. But Iowa, like, like they, like, slow the game down, feed Garza, and, like, they score a lot by, like, taking their time, getting high, like, percentage shots. And they just, like, yeah, they just tried playing into Oregon's trap, and they definitely did. Yeah, um, moving on to the next game, we have Michigan. Uh, they played Texas Southern, beat them by 16, and they played LSU last round, beat them by eight. Um, I mean, they're just pretty much living without uh, livers right now. They're, I mean, they're like everybody's just stepping up big time. I think they got four guys who are just balling out right now. And uh, like, I don't know, like how I feel about Michigan, like making a run, but still, like they're, they're like they're shutting up people that said like they might get bounced early. So. I I wouldn't really say, like, even that. Like, I got to see him play a good team. I, LSU is a really good team, but me and Jack were watching the game, and the whole time, like, I picked LSU to win this game, but LSU is the stupidest team I've ever seen in my life. They literally play, like, an AU team. They come down the court and just shoot. Like, they had no turnovers because they shoot the ball before they can turn it over. Like, and they beat Texas Southern, like, a 16. I really see them – and they, they had a good game against LSU. They couldn't stop them, and, like, they just got the stops when they needed it, but I wouldn't even say they need they playing well necessarily because they haven't played much. But if they can beat Florida State, then we can then they can prove that they're legit, and we'll see if they can do that. Yeah, I agree with Luke. I think they're just playing. They're playing good enough to get by at this point. Like, I mean, they're supposed to be the eight seed, and they did. Like, granted, um, who's the dude off the bench had the game of his life? Uh, Shondi Brown, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, he, he won. Like, 21 yeah. points and he had zero in the first round. Yeah, that's unreal. But yeah, we'll definitely see um, what this Michigan's teams is made of. Cause they go against Florida state. Who's just like, they're like me and Luke talked about. They're just like all like their smallest guy on the court, six, four, and they're all athletic as hell. So it'll be interesting how they match up with them. And then obviously Florida state plays yeah. defense. So we'll see how they can like score the ball. I think, I think LSU is probably the most talented Eight nine seed, but they're probably the worst team, worst eight that won. Yeah, like Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Loyola. I'd take them all as a team, but LSU's definitely got the NBA players. On oh yeah, there. probably three they guys. Just don't, they just don't. Sure. Yeah, they just don't play college basketball. They just they play AU, and I love watching it though. Don't get me wrong; that's so much fun. But their coach is terrible. Uh, moving on to Florida State, they played uh, UNGC, beat them by 10, then Colorado by 18, 
Um, they held both teams to below 55 points, and their defense just been play- playing uh, better than usual. I mean, like, out the other than outside of the tournament. I think Florida State, like, right now, like, defense is, like, almost like their whole thing right now. They've just been playing out of their ass. Um, like, I honestly thought that Colorado had a chance to be. No, I guess it was a five and four seed, wasn't it? But so he could go either way. But still, like, they 18 balled him, so. Yeah, like we kind of talked about already, Florida State's just so – they got the length, they got the size, and their best player comes off the bench, which that's always a, that's always a good thing when your best guy comes off the bench with Scotty Barnes. But, yeah, Colorado shot lights out in game one, and they must really emphasize shutting that down. Florida State can't shoot very well. They can shoot. They're good. But they've only made like six threes in this tournament. Like they haven't shot the ball well this tournament, but they just get it done on defensive end. If you score 50 points, you're probably not going to beat them. Well, yeah, just the fact that Luke said um, they've only made six threes in two games in the tournament and they're still winning by 10-plus in both games is definitely, like, a good sign for them because they can they get undone, they get it done on both sides of the court. And, yeah, like what Luke said, like, their best guy comes off the bench. And I, I was listening to that game, and they said um, – in the past two years, their sixth man has been drafted in the first round. One of them, uh, Patrick Williams, the Bulls. Shout out Bulls Nation. But, uh, yeah, it's – like, they play, like, nine dudes. And they're, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, seven of those dudes, you know, go to the league. Yeah. Um, since she just moved from L.A. and she goes to UCLA, um, I think we'll go to UCLA now. Um, Michigan State. They played them uh, to get into the tournament, beat them by six in OT, uh, moved on to BYU, beat them by 11. Then they played, uh, uh, what is it, ACU, fucking Albertine Christian University. Yep. Is that right? Abilene. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah. That game, actually, Abilene beating Tennessee won that school Texas. $120 million from that. Texas. Um, Thanks, Luke. Which is fucking crazy. Well, anyway, they 20-balled them. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Ju Zhang, or like however you say his name, in the three games he dropped 17, 27, 23. He's balling out his ass. I like I like this dude a lot. He's kind of like obviously light skinned dude, but yeah, it's fucking he's balling out right now. I I don't know how I feel about UCLA, but because like, like I don't know how many people had them going this far, but yeah, I think well, they kind of had like easy road though. I was just gonna say that like you cannot you get. Michigan State, who can play really well, but they can also play really bad, and they ended up playing bad. Then you get BYU, who's probably one of the worst six seeds probably of all time. And then um, Abilene, who shouldn't even fucking been there. There's, like, if they would have gave them a run, I would have been like, okay, they beat Texas. Like, all right, they got them. But, no, they lose by 20 to UCLA in the second – once they beat Texas. But, no, I, I like UCLA because Juzang is – a bucket and that's about it. He's putting that team on his back and they're playing really well, but I want to see him play somebody and next game's going to be real tough. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think they actually probably have had the easiest road. That's like not a one seed, obviously, but um, yeah, watching that game against Albany Christian, like I literally thought like I was like considering if Albany Christian, like thought this was like a special education tournament or something. Cause that, like, just watching that game, you just, like, think, how could a team like Texas and a team that will probably have, like, four or five dudes drafted, like, lose to these guys that, like, lick bricks for a living? But it was just, it was terrible <laughs> to watch. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, 
it's hard to bet against a guy like Johnny Juzang. Um, he wears a t-shirt and a shooter sleeve, which is you know probably more badass. Uh, out there. Yeah, big on automatic. It. I mean, Jack, me and you. I mean, UCLA brings us back a long ways to our first parlay ever. Win, yeah, so. I mean, shout out me and Luke's first parlay. Win. Those are our boys. We those are our boys. That's over true. There. Moving on to the Alabama Crimson Tide. They beat Iona by 13, then Maryland by 19, and they almost scored 100 in that game. Uh, Three guys off the bench were scoring 10-plus, and they're just draining three-pointers right now. Um, Alabama, a little bit of a basketball school now. I don't don't know. (laughs) They're so good. I know they only shoot threes and layups. Um, I mean, Jack talk about this all the time, like, like we say, like, yeah, these guys are literally just three points and layups. They have a rule in practice. They play a game, and uh, a pull-up jumper is only worth one point. But then, like, you get two for your layups, and then you get three for, like, a three. So, like, they don't want you to shoot mid-range. Like, like what's the point? Why would you not just take the three points or take a fucking layup? Like, I love That's that. Favorite That's, metrics right there. That I, It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. Nate Oates reinventing basketball right there. But, no, I, I I actually really liked them. I had them losing second round to UConn because I thought they were actually be something, but they fucking weren't. So, no, they're really good. They That's going to be a great um, Elite Eight if they can get to Florida State and Bama, I think. Yeah, like, it kind of reminds me um, – well, I don't know if you guys used to watch, like, Iowa State back in the day. Like, like you know, like, to George Yang, Iowa State, and, like, when Fred Hoiberg was at the home. Like, Fred Hoiberg even said, like, if you're driving or like if you step in in between like um step in front of the three point line, there's no point of taking a mid range jumper. Like might as well go for a high high percentage shot or a three pointer. And like that's how Iowa State played back today, back when, you know, they're relevant. And like just like it's just like so fun to watch because like you know either way, like especially the way they've been shooting the three, like whatever shot they decide to take is gonna be a high percentage shot because you're getting one three feet from the hoop or just like a dude with an absolute strap just like rifling it from three but yeah they're just like florida state they're so deep too they can have nine dudes score 10 points in a game if they really need them to um moving on they're playing uh baylor um this is a bears team that actually knows how to build a roster uh they beat hartford by 24 wisconsin by 13 um i mean they're the best three-point shooting team in the tournament um and then they also they're like insane offense rebounds. It's probably because they hum up threes and they get long ones. But then they also like are one of the best teams in the tournament of forcing turnovers. So I mean, those are like the three things that are like absolutely huge in um in uh I mean a tournament setting. So I mean, I like Baylor, Baylor a lot. I think um obviously Gonzaga is up there, but like, I think Baylor is probably one of the most complete teams in this tournament. Probably the most, if not one of them, because they have. Six guys that shoot 40% from three. They have bigs that just are so freaking athletic and just dunk on everybody. And they play defense. Like, they have the best on-ball defender in the league, too, at, with Davian Mitchell. So, like, I just think if they just don't slip up, like, which it's March, anybody can. But I think if they just stick to playing just well, they have the most complete team to win this thing. That's why I picked them. Yeah, I know me and Luke went over this over the weekend. Um, I think they match up with Gonzaga well. Like, they play enough, like, defense to, like, match up with every one of their guards. And the big guys down low, like Timmy and then, like, 
Uh, that, the dude that looks like he should be playing like tight end for Baylor number 11, or he's got so much. Oh, yeah, vital, yeah. Vital. Um, he comes off the bench. Yeah, he threw a... down like four lobs against, uh, against, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, they just match up so well with them. Like, I think I agree with Luke. As long as, you know, they don't have, like, it's kind of hard for them to have an off night. All right. Well, oh. uh, our app keeps, like, fucking us. We couldn't even record earlier. But, uh, Jack, you can take off where you're going with. Yeah, so like I was saying, like, it's nearly impossible for Bay- Baylor to have a bad shooting night because you think about it. You have six guys shooting 40% or higher from three. Like, you know, if three of those dudes are off, you still have three dudes that are, like, probably going, like, I don't know, what, three for five, like, four for six from three. Like, it's almost impossible to have, like, a bad shoot night as a team because, like, there's just so many different weapons on the court. Yeah, they, like, they, their ball's deep. Um, moving on to Villanova, uh, they played, they made the Winthorpe Eagles cry, Eagles cry. And then they went to North Texas, beat them by 23. Um, North Texas shouldn't even have been there, but, I mean, they fucking kicked shit out of them, so told them to get bent. But uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, he dropped 22-6-11 in his first game, then 18-6-6. And, six. and uh, he's one of the candidates for the all-tournament team. Um, he's just balling out right now without Connor Gillespie. And everybody's saying, watch Villanova get balanced early. And, I mean, they're here, so. Yeah, they're gonna get fucking twenty balled by Baylor. I don't think Villanova they're good, but they played Winthrop in North Texas, so like I mean, I haven't seen a lot of competition yet and they're terrible going into the tournament. So I guess we'll see if maybe Jay Wright. It is Jay Wright, so it's hard to bet against him, but I think Baylor's gonna stomp him without Gillespie. Yeah, they're kind of in, like, the same shoes as, like, how UCLA is UCLA is right now. Like, congrats, you know, you're in the Sweet 16, but you played two Division Four teams. Um, yeah, I mean, congrats to Villanova, I guess. I mean, they have one of the best coaches in college basketball. But, so, I mean, you can't. It's kind of hard to bet against them when they're playing, like, a 13 seed. But, you know, I mean, congrats. You made it to the Sweet 16. Probably not the Elite Eight, so you might as well live it up now. Probably getting fucking stomped by the Bears. <laughs> well, anyway, move, moving on to Arkansas. I thought this state only, like, made hillbillies, but apparently they make basketball players, too. Um, They beat Toothpaste by 17. They played Texas Tech, beat them by two in a nail-biter. And uh, Justin Smith dropped 29 and 20 in the next game. They're, I mean, he's balling out, too, right now. Yeah, the must-bus of Arkansas. Oh, uh, their coach is fucking nuts. You see him after the game. I don't know if you guys saw the video. He was on the court probably for five minutes, just pumping up his fans after the game. The whole team was in the locker room ready. But <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. But, no, they're really good. I kind of doubted them a little bit because I'm like, well, they're Arkansas. So what? how good can they really be? But they do have a first-round pick with Moses Moody. I mean, and then – they just they get they they defend they do it all so yeah they're actually a very good team and I think they will handle their next game pretty well too but I love Texas Tech too going into this because Chris Beard in the tournament is great fucking coach but they got her done yeah wh- who does uh, Arkansas play in this round uh, Oral, Oral Roberts Oral Oral all right well 
fuck. I, that'll be a tough one because it's hard yeah. to bet against some good oral. But uh, <laughs> I can't, you almost can't beat it. <laughs> you can't beat oral on a little Saturday action here. But uh, yeah, I mean Arkansas. They were one of uh, the heavy favorites to get bounced by uh, Colgate. But, I mean, it actually was a lot closer game than the score predicted. Um, Colgate was up, like, 15 in the first half. And the second half, it was, like, just lead change after lead change. And then after, like, I don't know, it got down to, like, five-minute mark in Arkansas. I was like, oh, wait, we're a fucking three-seed playing a 14-seed. We should probably turn it up here. And then it'd be by 17. But, yeah, I mean – it's kind of hard uh, predicting, like, these SEC teams. You know, they don't get much, like, coverage over the year because who wants to watch SEC basketball, especially, like, <laughs> when fucking, like, Kentucky's – like, Kentucky's usually just, like, the only reason people watch SEC basketball. But uh, with them being out, like, they didn't really get, like, much publicity or hype. So they're kind of under the radar going in. But, yeah, they've actually been surprising a few amount of people. Dude, can we talk about Colgate, though, upset? Like, people thought they were upset. I think I talked to someone about this. They were fourteen and two, and they played a total of four teams, five teams this year. They played the same team like four or five times. It's like, how is? I just don't know how people had that as an upset. Toothpaste. Yeah, I mean, it's toothpaste. Being Arkansas, they played five different. They were fourteen and two, and they played five teams. They didn't play anybody. Yeah, (laughs) I bet a college named Crest would have played better. But um, anyway. That's we'll fair. move on to, like, the meme of this whole tournament, kind of. Well, I mean, the next team after that is, too. But Oral Roberts, uh, they beat Ohio State by three, and then they beat Florida by four. Um, that Ohio State game can really go suck my fucking dick. I uh, lost parlay on that. Could have easily won it. But um, DeAndre Washington's a fucking bum. Then uh, Florida, Terrence Mann is the man. And that Max Amos guy, I don't know how they say it because, like – a bunch of people are saying it different. Dropped 29 the first game, 26 in the next. And then they got another guy, Kevin O'Banner, dropped 30 and 28. Like, those two are just carrying their team to a sweet 16 of a college that everybody's just making fun of right now. Like, who the fuck? Who the fuck had Oral Roberts in the sweet 16? I would like to see one bragging with it. Yeah, I'll save the slogan for Jack. But um, they're literally – I'm pretty sure they have, like, a curfew on that college like they're like a something's wrong with the college like something's different about them I don't know how the hell they're here or where they came from but busting everyone's bracket I mean Trey Mann had the game winning shot against Virginia Tech and then he had a chance against Oral Oral Roberts Oral Bob and he couldn't get her done but yeah I think they're gonna get stomped in this next game yeah well I would uh like to start this one off with um actually i was doing a little research on this and i found out that the guys at this college aren't like it's like they it's impossible for them or like against the college law for them to talk to girls yeah they have like a curfew yeah and if (laughs) i should i need to start doing more research need to start doing more research because like why the fuck would a team that is not allowed to talk to girls lose a basketball game like what do they do all day (laughs) fucking play basketball you're not fucking getting any girls like, they must have blue balls up the fucking ass oh they horrible, probably, yeah. horrible Bob. Brandt, but they're probably in the same boat right now literally i mean well what do they play here like on i don't know like friday friday and sunday i want to say 
Um, but like literally it was just a good weekend of oral. Um, nothing much to it. Like pretty consistent oral, um, dynamic, surprising even you could say. Uh, it was just, yeah. Like who would have saw this type of oral come out of the weekend? You know, it was just great for all the boys, but, um, you know, like Luke said, there's three things certain in life, death, taxes, and oral. Uh, shout out, shout out Big Cat for that one. Oral Bob. We love you, Big Cat of PMT. <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening to our podcast. Um, moving, <laughs> moving on to Loyola Chicago. Uh, they beat Georgia Tech by 11. And Illinois, I mean, that's that's some white on black violence in Illinois, if I've ever heard of it. Um, Cameron Trutwig. The fucking man of the tournament, uh, balling out right now. Dropped 19, 12, and five in his last game against Illinois, um, making Cockburn look like, I mean, a burned cock. Like he just balls out on him. Like I fucking love this team. Pause. Sister Jean has to have Pause. like wizard <laughs> powers. Um, yeah, they take it away, Luke. I can't believe people didn't see this coming. I mean. Kofi versus Crut- <laughs> Kofi versus Crutwig. You had to see that coming. They may maybe you might have thought Illinois was going to win, but you actually think that he was going to outplay. Like, come on. But the one thing is, I hate Illinois, but I feel for them because they got screwed having these guys as an eight seed. Because if you look at the Ken Palm, Loyola's ranked nine. If Ken Palm overall like, was in a dictionary, Loyola Chicago would be the definition. They're ranked nine overall, and they have like the second. No, they have the second or the top, a top two defense in the country. Yeah, I think it's number one. It might, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. They got an eight seed. Like Illinois kind of got screwed, but if you want to win at all, you got to beat the best, anyways. So now you just get to go home earlier because you had to run into the absolute hoss of. <laughs> No, yeah, like Luke said, like, did, did like Illinois fans like expect anything running into an absolute juggernaut? Um, that's like, you know, <laughs> all you have to do is look at the two, look at them next to each other. Literally, like, who like, do you think's gonna win that matchup? It's like an average human, like, running into a brick wall and thinking it's Hogwarts <laughs> and thinking he'll teleport, like, like, just go, go right through. <laughs> no, this, this isn't fucking Hogwarts, this is real life. Well, actually, um, Fun fact here, Loyola does wear, like, the scarves that, like, uh, um, Gryffindor wears. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. They have the same. Oh, wow. my God. Yeah, so, I mean, they, that's probably why I got uh, Illinois all confused. Some, They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to run through this wall. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to run through this wall because there's a bunch of Gryffindor fans in the stands. Like, psych, they're Loyola fans. Actually, not only Loyola fans, but uh, Cameron <laughs> Crutwig fan. Uh, Dude, no. The best part of the game was him at the end when he got that steal oh, off yes. of uh, – he gets that steal off of Io, and he just just loses his shit. That was the biggest, oh, yeah. that was the biggest fight of the Fuck, game. That was crazy. That was like the biggest play of the game. I know. Literally, for a second, I thought it was like a bear, like a bear growling <laughs> over catching like two oh, salmon in one bite. I got goosebumps. <laughs> I got goosebumps after that. No, did anybody see the video where like where a guy like they're like talking about Hogwarts? There's like a wall, and they're like a Harry Potter thing, and the guy just runs into the wall. That, that's literally what Illinois fans were. <laughs> no, I know. Loyola. This guy just runs into the wall thinking, he goes, I'll get it, I'll get it. He runs back, runs back into the wall, and everyone's just around him watching. It's literally well, Illinois did the Crutwig. They thought they could get through that. Not a chance. 
That was fucking awesome. All right, let's move on to, like, another guy that we'd like to dick ride. Uh, Syracuse beat San Diego State by 16. Buddy, you missed the game. By three. Uh, Buddy Buckets. <laughs> well, that's Buddy no. his name, but still. Buddy Beheim got Schmo. 30 and 25. Schmo. White Schmo. boy can't fucking miss. Schmo, you missed the Oregon State game. What? You missed the Oregon State game. Like, that's who Loyal plays? What? Loyola, they play Oregon State. <laughs> Oregon oh, State, Oklahoma State. The 12th seed. I, well, I mean, I must miss but I, I know they beat uh, fucking Cape Cunningham, them boys, but yeah, you can take it away. <laughs> this game really made me mad because Oklahoma State was in my final four. Cape Cunningham played like absolute dog shit in the tournament. Probably why Cameron Crowe is going to be the number one pick or maybe Buddy instead of um, him. So, you great. You just lost your spot. To probably two guys that better than you, anyways, but Oregon State, they shouldn't even fucking be here. Yeah, well, I mean, you really think about it in uh, theoretical terms here. Uh, like, Oregon State is probably the hottest team in college basketball. Are they the best? Not a fucking chance. Not even fucking close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm hot gambling right now, and I'm not even close to the best gambler. Exactly. Like, that's saying, like, huh, let's think about it here. Like the Jazz, they like they're probably the hottest team right now in the NBA. Are they the best team? No, because not a team in Chicago that is probably better than them. But uh, oh shit, I think you're talking about Minnesota, buddy. Uh, well, uh, has been hot for like 35 years though. That's fair. Well, uh, speaking of buddy, let's uh, let's uh, switch over. Let's just move on. Let's go on. We gonna move on. Well, all right. Um, <laughs> I don't get paid enough to do this shit. Anyway, all right. Syracuse. Don't get paid at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys still hear me? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Syracuse. I already went on a rant about that. Uh, Buddy Bayheim's fucking god. Luke, go ahead. Buddy buckets. I mean, me, me. I told me and Logan are like we should, they we should probably have them going to the final four. Then we're like, nah, West Virginia beat them. Fuck. Little did we know we were wrong when we were watching. Back to Syracuse. Syracuse. Uh, I already got done talking about Buddy Beheim. Um, uh, Luke, yeah. Back on I mean, why did anybody bet against Syracuse? You know, Jim Beheim in the tournament turns up because the two three zone you can't prepare for it in. Two days max, like it's just hard to do, especially with the length they have. Like that's what Jim Bayhan does is literally only recruit for that defense and figures it out. And when you have Buddy Bayhan who can't miss, you have Joe Girard who is an absolute bucket since he was in high school. It's just they're just tough to beat. And if they can keep riding this hot hand in this damn two three zone, they're gonna be tough. They might they might make a final four run. Yeah, well. Thinking about it here, I mean, it's basically, like, impossible, though. Like, I mean, I should have been way smarter. Like, preparing for preparing for a 2-3 zone in, you know, one to two days, almost impossible. But, like, I mean, now, like, giving Houston a week to prepare for it, like, it's definitely possible now. But, like, you know, it's just like – and, like, you can prepare for it all you want. You're like, oh, it's going to be a zone. It's going to be a zone. Like, we know what to look for. But once you get on the court, you're like, oh, fuck. I'm going against Buddy Beheim. Oh, yeah. And then he pulls up from the logo, and you're like, yeah, I'm just – like, and then and you look over to Coach and pull your jersey, and, like, you know, Coach, I need a quick one. 
The only guys <laughs> that can comp- comp- that can prepare for that in a short amount of time are ACC schools who coaches the same coach sees it twice a year. And they're like, oh, we'll just do the same thing like we do all the time. But when you get to the tournament, that's not the case. These guys never see two, two, three zone like that. So it just throws them off. Well, moving on to um, the only stable thing in Houston. Um, Houston beat Cleveland State by 31 and then Rutgers by, Rutgers by three in a uh, close one. Uh, their man Clayton Grimes dropped 18 and then 22 in his two games. Uh, came from Kansas, little fun fact. Uh, transferred to Houston. And uh, their defense are holding teams under 58 points. They're really doing an insane job getting the clamps on. Uh, they really, if you watch the game, they did not deserve to win this game at all. Like yeah, they, I, I was rooting for Rutgers. There's, Rutgers just completely choked. Like, it was unreal. But I actually had Houston beating them anyway, so I was, like, happy. But, no, I I think they need to figure th- some things out on offense. In order, obviously, scored 87 on Cleveland State. But they need to figure some things out on offense if they want to beat Syracuse. Yeah, like Luke said, uh, they were down basically like by ten the entire game. Like I don't, I'm pretty sure their first lead of the game actually against Rutgers was like happened to be with like twenty seconds to go. Yeah, but no, I mean Rutgers just yeah, that was a Reggie Miller choke job if I've ever seen one. Um, yeah, they shouldn't be here, but I mean they're here. Like it's March, you know, you got one chance, and they they made the most of that chance. So they're going against the Q's here. They got a week to prepare for the zone. Um. Should be interesting. This actually should be a really good game, so I'm actually excited for this one. Yeah, I mean, so that wraps up our Sweet 16. Um, we're going to move on to a little free agency and other sports. Uh, just brushed by a little bit. Um, just today, LaMarcus Aldridge and Victor Oladipo are now part of the Heat. I think even the LaMarcus Aldridge is big because – He's going to be a veteran guy down low for, like, Bam to uh, kind of learn off of. And then you get Oladipo, obviously, is a, he's been an all-star. So, that's huge for the Heat. Absolutely huge. They're already at the end of whatever, the finals, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, yeah, that's huge addition. But they're going to be real contenders like they already were, I guess. Well, did uh, Aldridge didn't sign with the Heat yet, though? I didn't think. No, well, because I've seen like mad pictures on Instagram with him, like in a heat jersey. I, I don't know. I figured he already signed. No, I think. Well, the Spurs bought him out. He, it's crazy. him, or I think I think he's he's is the uh, front runner right now, but he, currently he's still a free agent. Yes, he yes. Heat emerges as front runner. Yeah, so right now, I mean, they're the favorites to get him, but I don't think anything's set in stone yet. But if I mean, they, they do, if they do get them. Uh, like, can you imagine come out with this lineup? You'd have Goran Dragic, Oladipo <clears throat> at the two, Butler at the three, Aldridge at the four, and Bam at the five, with Duncan coming off the bench, like uh, a yeah. uh, nun hero coming off the bench, hero. Like, it's going to be that's it, it made like the East a lot more interesting because obviously you got the Nets, the Bucks, Sixers. Now the Heat are definitely like, um, like poised to like match up with any of those teams. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun race uh, in the East. Yeah, um, moving on. Rondo got traded for Lemon Pepper Lou. I think it was trade up, wasn't it? Basically. Well, yeah. anyway, <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou is in Magic City, and he's going to have a great time. I imagine he got like a, 
well, if he has the same contract, he already has a bag. So, I mean, half that contract is going to go to taxes. The other half will go to wings and, you know, thighs and fucking breasts and shit like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's huge for the Clippers because Lou Will has not been playing well like this year. And even last year. He's way better now. Yeah. <laughs> even last year, it wasn't like great. Just starting to, you could definitely tell he was starting to uh, decline. But Rondo. He, obviously, he's not his prime Rondo, but he literally was one of the main reasons the Lakers won that championship last year. So, I think Clippers adding him is huge for a veteran point guard. Give them some leadership because they absolutely choked in the playoffs last year. They need something to keep them together. And I think Rondo's the guy. Yeah, well, I mean, there's still a thing that, like, you know, playoff Rondo still exists. And playoff Rondo is just a whole nother basketball player. Like, Rondo, like, right now, probably, like, maybe – I don't know, about the 20th best point guard in the league. Playoff Rondo comes comes about, yeah, I'd put my house on him being top five in the league. <laughs> like, it's unreal. And, like, people think it's fake. It's not fake. It's a real thing. But, yeah, I think um, at first I thought it was kind of, you know, I was kind of questioning it. But if you think about it, like, the Clips have scoring. They can get scoring, like, anywhere really in their lineup. And they don't have, like, that playmaking point guard because – uh they don't have that playmaking point guard because right now they have Patrick Beverly, who's just like a crackhead who, I don't know, breathes, like, blows in people's ears like Lance Stevenson. But, yeah, I think it's actually a great move for him, like, for their playmaking, um, just, like, scoring and leadership and all. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see Rondo, playoff Rondo, pass it, or pass it to uh, PG-13 in the corner and see him hit playoff the side of the backboard. Pandemic uh, yeah, P? playoff P, that's what I meant. Well, anyway, moving on, um, Kyle Lowry stays, and then Vucevic goes to the uh, Bulls from the Magic. Now, let me go on a little rant about the Magic. They sent Sabonis and Oladipo to OKC for Sergi Baca in the draft. And then, <laughs> wait, great fucking trade. And then they get rid of Tobias Harris, and now they're sending Aaron Gordon to Denver. I mean, everybody that they picked is fucking decent. That turns out decent at all. They just send them out the door. Um, like I said in my tweet, the Magic are just a G League team. They develop guys and then trade them. Like that's all the fuck. That's all they are. There's some. There's something going on there, and I think there. I'm just kidding. I can't do it. I was gonna say they're they're gonna be good, but no, they fucking suck. Yeah, Joe, you're right. They just. I don't know what they're thinking. I'm sure they have something in mind. Maybe just like you know what, let's just rebuild, but. No, they shipped uh, Evan Fournier, too, and I thought he was pretty damn good. Not really good, but pretty good. But Bulls, that's huge for the Bulls. You get in Vucevic. He's an all, you get an all-star. Like You can't complain about that. Not giving up a whole lot, really, with Wendell Carter, who's young and good, I guess. Otto Porter's all right. Two first-rounders, but for an all-star like Vucevic, that's, I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm going to add to your subject here, Luke. Um, I think it was a great deal by the Bulls. I mean, basically, you think about this. You're giving up a center who hasn't developed for shit since he's been in the NBA, injury prone. And then you trade a guy who's um, making $22 million a year while sitting on the bench and filling up cups of Gatorade. And then also – Otto. Yeah, fuck Otto. <laughs> Otto was on Georgetown when they got bounced by FGSU. Yeah. FGSU yeah. or whatever. Um. But uh, 
and then two first round picks. But the first round picks actually are uh, both they're both top four protected. So you know if the Bulls end up do getting like in one through four pick, they it will go back to the Bulls. And yeah, like for probably in my opinion, the third best center in the NBA, like the most underrated center in the NBA, because you know you play for Orlando your whole career. Like he's averaging twenty six and twelve. He's shooting forty percent from three. Like I love that deal for the Bulls because. Every time the Bulls play, you know, the Nuggets, the Sixers, anyone with a good center, it's minimum points is probably about 44 getting dropped on them. And they're just, like, so weak down low because Wendell Carter's kind of, like, fucking Charmin down low. He's so soft. Um, But, like, besides that, yeah, I think it's a great move for the Bulls. It definitely brings them into playoff contention. So I'm excited to start um, or just, like, to keep watching the Bulls now and see how they do. Yeah, um, keeping it moving, uh, Blake Griffin goes to the Nets. Uh, they build kind of like a big four thing going on. I mean, if Count DeAndre – or, I mean, Count DeAndre Jordan, it's kind of like a big five. But, yeah, that, that starting lineup, can you, I mean, can you imagine that shit? Like, I don't know, 2015 maybe? Like, that would be fucking unreal. But, yeah, like, I, the Nets, like, just when he thought they couldn't get any better, they got Blake Griffin. I mean, if he can stay healthy – uh, he got a dunk the other night, so, I mean, maybe he's back. But, yeah, I mean, if the Nets can just get healthy and shit, which them being injured right now probably could kind of help because they'll just rest up during the season and then ball out during the playoffs. Yeah, the thing with Blake Griffin's dunking, that he doesn't dunk, is kind of, like, not really true because, like, last year he didn't play at all. So, like, the thing since 2019, like he said this, and he's like, well, really, I haven't dunked in, like, like nine, nine or 19 games or something like that. So, it's, like, not, like, that big a deal. But technically, it's been, like, two years. But, no, I, I like it. You know, he's not like he used to be, obviously. He gets you – he's going to get you, like, 12. He averaging, he's only averaging, like, five right now for Brooklyn. But he was with 12 with Detroit. So, no, I think he's good. Obviously, that's a good addition, too, because he's going to be a veteran guy. That'll help out. But you already got all your – you got your three guys. Now you just build around them, and I think that's what their plan is. But, yeah, they're getting better for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, he's not the same Blake Griffin. He's more of, like, a shooter now, like, which is weird to think. But, uh, yeah, it just – when you bring him on the court, like, it's just another guy that's a tough matchup. And, like, you look at the rest of their starting lineup. Like, everyone there, like, you got to decide who's guarding who on each team. And then you bring Blake Griffin out there who can, you know – essentially like do it all now with his game you know like obviously he's not the best but he, he can like you can't play off him because he'll he's developed a good three-pointer like he could still he's not really explosive but he knows how to finish around the rim now and yeah it's just another weapon for brooklyn to use and for a team that to mm-hmm. just don't know how to match up against him yeah i mean he's wearing number two now which like really throws me off i don't like that at it's all weird it's really weird. That's the last thing I want to bring up. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, we're going to move on to NFL free agency. I'm going to do a little speed round here because I got a list of, like, 90,000 people. But uh, I'll stop when, like, interesting shit comes up. Well, anyway, uh, Joe Flacco goes to the Eagles. Don't really get the point of that. Stafford and Goff get traded for each other. I mean, essentially, uh, Juju signs with Steelers for $8 million when he could have went to the Chiefs. Or the fucking uh, Ravens for more money, but I guess he's staying loyal, and I'll take that. I mean, fuck it. We only giving him eight million. Um, then yeah, Ebron signed 
for like you took a pay cut, opening up fourteen million in um cap room. <clears throat> then my last thing about the Steelers, Chase Claypool just got a video of him getting in a bar fight. Which what do you know? We can't get <laughs> a fucking break with wide receivers being retarded. All right, the thing I gotta say about this Juju thing, Steelers fans, quit fucking bitching about it. Why would you not want Juju back for eight million? That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. People I saying, about it. I agree. That's it's the dumbest thing ever that you're complaining about getting a good receiver like Juju for eight million. That's a good deal, and they're bitching about it because he's oh he's terrible off the field. He had like a little hiccup on TikTok, and he literally, obviously, it oh, happens like to the. Doing it, but... Yeah, he did, but then eventually he stopped when he figured out. Okay, this is not good. He's he's young. Give him like he's he's gonna figure it out, but. Eight million for a guy like Juju, a big physical receiver like him, like you don't find that very much. Now all you see is speed and everything. He's a good receiver. They, I hate when Steelers fans are so greedy about saying we don't, we don't want him. It's like, dude, I'd take him in a heartbeat for eight million. Well, the thing that like makes <clears throat> me question this decision is Juju decided to take a pay cut to have Big Ben throw him the ball. Like that a washed up sense. Big Ben throwing the ball. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I don't he, get it either. He's washed up, but like clearly, <laughs> you know, if I'm one of the best athletes in the world, I'm wide receiver, and I'm thinking, hmm, who would I want me to throw the ball? Who would I want Patrick Mahomes throwing me the ball with injuries offense? Would I want like Lamar Jackson? Maybe, Lamar. Or would I want a washed up like forty year old throwing me the ball? Like, I mean, forty. I mean, four hundred year old closer to that. Literally, I mean. Fuck, he's probably born on a leap year. That's why he's 40. But, uh, <laughs> no, that, that's just, like, do you know it's how dynamic point. I could be, like, if he was on the Chiefs right now, like, how much, like, fun he'd be having because he'd be winning. So then, like, he could probably still make his TikToks. Cause, yeah, yeah, him and Jackson Mahomes could fucking collab. And do yeah, they could probably do, like, a... No, it would be, it'd be awesome on the Chiefs because they already got four guys that run a 4-3, and then you get him who's just a physical receiver that will hit people like that's a lot that he'd like fit in no yeah that literally would be the perfect fit because like, you get you got the speed now you just get a guy that's physical and will hit people as a receiver and that's just perfect like, well, i guess I you players you got who to knows do. <laughs> you guys you right. hit now big ben throwing you the ball turn um kyle fuller later <clears throat> trubisky later uh, <laughs> Chicago Fire, welcome to the team, QB1, and you got to hold A-Rob hostage. All right, well, I like A-Rob's back. That's awesome. A-Rob! Good, good for him. A-Rob! Uh, how much better do you think Andy Dalton is than Mitchell Trubisky? That doesn't make a lick of sense. If you want to pay him one, one year, $10 million, and so then you pay him the $10 million. We're going to cut Kyle Fuller to clear up our $11 million cap. What the hell? You get rid of our one of our best corners because we had to pay our terrible quarterback $10 million. It's just like – I wonder if those Nagy and um, Pace sit down. They, they're like, you know what? This is a good idea. Like, what? when did they do – it's like – Let's let's do this. I think we're really moving things in here. I think we're really getting the ball rolling in Chicago. Like, what is wrong? What's up with these meetings? I kind of want to attend them. Probably have twisted T's hair or something. I want to. I really oh, want to see what's going on. There. 
They got barrels of pussy makes tea. No there. sense. They have to be hammered when they do this. Yeah, pussy tea. Yeah, that, like, they're not gonna get hung over though. <laughs> <laughs> From the nosebleeds. <laughs> no, yo, Luke. You know, I'm just sitting here on a fine. I don't even know. I think it was a Thursday. I'm just sitting here. I'm walking back from the gym, and I just get a notification on my phone, like Andy Dalton to the Bears. I'm like, no. Like I just said one word. I said no, and that was the only word I said for the next like, hour and a half. <laughs> I walk into my room. Someone named Isaac Ripley, who, by the way, is a Vikings fan, clowns me. Like, if you're letting, <laughs> like, you know, your fucking franchise down bad when you let a Vikings fan clown you. And then a guy named fucking Caden Easter just gives me a fucking novel about this signing. Like, I mean, Caden, buddy, you get it. Like, I don't know. Like, well, essentially, you don't, like Luke was talking, they cut Cal Fuller to save 11 million caps and they used that 10 mil to sign Andy Dalton. So basically, it's genius. So I'm thinking here, it's basically, you know, let's trade. It's basically what they said. Let's trade Kyle Fuller for Andy Dalton. Is what they did. Now let's trade our best cornerback and one of the best in the league for a, I don't know, quarterback. I guess. I guess you can call him a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. What, do you think he's that much like better than Trubisky? What do they think? I don't know. I, I just... <laughs> Trubisky has a winning record. As well, a thank God. At least the Bulls, like the Bulls front office, is actually like doing something good because otherwise like i don't know how much longer i can stay with chicago well jack they had no pressure though because no matter what they did it was going to be better than what well same thing with whatever they basically almost whatever they (laughs) see i said almost almost whatever they did yeah be better than mitchell trubisky and nick Foles. oh only the bears only the bears find a way to fuck that up Um, i think i think ryan case is just kind of like you know what let's just throw this fucking franchise in a 30-foot hole, and then I'll get fired, you know? Because he knows he's going to get fired anyways. He's like, might as well just take it down with him. She's like, well, yeah, I'm already take it down with him. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> no, but Nagy's got to be a part of this, too, because I want – if we don't get Watson, if we don't get Russ, I want him. Where did that come into play? What the hell was that about? Like, how did you go from those two to Andy Dolan? That's what I don't get. We were so excited by getting <laughs> – maybe getting Russ – it was a possibility. It was like top three, top four. You can't do that to Bears fans and be like, oh, yeah, we're almost here. We're getting rest. We just sent a big offer. And then all of a sudden, without telling us that we're not – that he's not even in the question anymore, that they got, didn't want to talk to us anymore, you just sign Andy Dalton without telling us. Telling us. You know what's awesome, too, is Akeem Hicks is on the chopping blocks, too. And I love yeah, that. I don't so, yeah. even, like, really have to talk shit about these guys because you guys just, like, take care of it for me. Um, I mean, any last words? Otherwise, we'll keep it moving. Bear down. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Jacoby Brissett and Will Fuller go to the Dolphins. I imagine Brissett will just be a Mariano Rivera guy who just comes in the fourth quarter to fix up to his fuck-ups. <laughs> and if Will Fuller can stay off the juice, that's a great sign. Um, Cam Newton, Aguilar, um, and – Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith, they all go to the Patriots. Um, yeah. Tyrod Taylor, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and Desmond King all go to the Texans. Now, I kind of want to talk about this. Why the fuck do the Texans need three running backs? I mean, they have uh, 
David Johnson, Phil Lindsay, and Mark Ingram now. I really don't fucking get that. Well, you know, night injuries. You know, you get it. Give them all five carries. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I actually I don't think any, you got your first, <laughs> your first down back, and then you hit him with your second down back, and you hit him with your third down back. Like none <laughs> fourth, yeah, down back, fourth down back, fourth down punt because it's a fucking. Well, no, exactly. No, that Jack, that's at, genius. At least all of them are gonna be, you know, like full of energy, and you know, it, it's Fresh. probably gonna be a hard run or a hard route they run. So you know. No, that's what, that's the thing though. They're thinking they're like, what's the point of having one really good running back who's gonna get tired? We can just throw in three guys that are just going to be always. 100%. Yeah, I'm pretty. It's found like a yeah, collision system. Um, I think they're is just it, is signing, it the same? They're just signing running backs to run the clock out, so then they can like put themselves out of their misery. Um, <laughs> the score is not as bad. Yeah. Um. Go, moving on, Carson Wentz. Uh, signs with the fucking God. Why can't I fucking think? Uh, Colts. Yeah. Um, he's back with his old coach. Um, I watched an interview with them. He just dick rides that coach. Apparently, they're like super into Jesus and shit. Um, good for Carson Wentz. I don't know if it's good for the uh, Colts, but I mean, because they could easily be a Super Bowl team. But um, I'll just keep moving though. Uh, uh, Bud Dupree goes to the Titans. So long, my friend. Um, Kai Long, Jeff Tooney, and Taco Charlton. Remember him? I think he played basketball. I'm not sure. But uh, they all went to the Chiefs. Taco. Then uh, Kenyon Drake, John Brown, Richie Incognito, and Solomon Thomas. Um, they all go to the Raiders. Um, Incog- Incognito's a very nice guy, too. Especially his teammates. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Dak Prescott signs back with the Cowboys. Kenny Galladay. Kyle Rudolph, um, Adoree Jackson, and John Ross, the biggest bust ever. Um, they go to the G-Man. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick, yeah. Lamar Miller, and Curtis Samuel, they all go to the Washington football team, which they still haven't found out a fucking name. Out well, actually, uh, actually, no, they're like, keeping it. They're keeping yeah, it. Um, Joey, can I uh, chime in on the Washington, the no Washington problem. side? Probably the most electric quarterback room in NFL history. Like, oh literally, yeah, like, oh yeah. You gotta go. Probably, probably Heineke, the first half quarterback. I'm thinking. You know, come out there, set the tone, drop from shoulders, just and fuck be a, dude, uh, yo, dude. There's no way. He, go out there, break, yeah. break. I get, like to give a shout out to Mad Money Sports Picks. He's he's definitely the one pregame firing up the nose beers, getting them rolling, and. <laughs> And you already remember Heineke from the CFL. He's he's gun or no, I think I don't know, some league. He was gunning beers and he like you send him out in the first half. He sets the tone early. He lets them know and then you know they're probably up thirty at half and they're like, All right, let's bring R- Rivera, let's tap the wrist and bring in the closer and then they bring in Fitzpatrick, which Fitzpatrick is great in the second half because you know he had to come out he had, he had to play in the second half every game for the Dolphins this year. So he comes out he made for it. So Fitzpatrick yeah. is their second half quarterback. Just because you know he has the experience, and then the and then the Washington football team buries him by sixty. Dude, it is turning into the NFC beast. NFC beast. <laughs> I had already won. Brian it's, Fitzpatrick it's... is the definition of puke and rally. Like, I mean, fucking <laughs> Heineke gets co- is going to be just bench. gun the whole half. He's going to puke, and then here comes Fitzpatrick, just fucking. Yeah, like Jack couldn't have said it better. Electric. Well, anyway, we'll keep her going. 
on to the Packers. Aaron Jones resigns because Aaron Rodgers is uh, king of that castle. And Kevin King resigns, which is weird since he got fucking bodied by Scotty to Holly, Hottie Miller. Um, then Pat Pete goes to the Vikings. Vikings fans, put your fucking dick away. I think he's washed. Uh, he's more than washed. That? I mean, he's good, but no. when he goes to, when he goes to a sorry ass franchise like the Vikings, <laughs> your career is done for. Yeah. Oh, um, Eric, uh, can I uh, chime in here? I actually no have a Vikings fan staying right next to me. Uh, his name's Isaac Ripley. Uh, Isaac, would you like would you like to say anything about uh, the Vikings franchise? All right, why don't you guys go a little Rip easy there. on the bikes here? Talk to me when you win a Super Bowl. Okay. When's the last time you won one? 85, 85, 85 year of my years. life. Yeah, that's all you guys have as a franchise. Best year of my life. I was seven <laughs> years during that Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember my first beer. Me and Jack were hammered watching I'll, I'll that. I'll say thing. this: this will be my contribution. Kirk is gonna take us to the promised land. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right, right, right. Boy, that, Kirk. No, I thought we were talking to Isaac, not Beast Russell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, fuck Vikings. Actually, you know why? Uh, you know why? Uh, Ripley's such a big uh, Kirk Cousins fan is actually because they were both in show choir. Oh, no way. He's going to be gone. There's like a video of Cousins. No way. That's nuts. That's awesome. Hey, fucking respect to Kirk. Kirk, if if you watch this, I respect it. He does. Is Peter Pan on the mic? (laughs) Well, anyway, Mike Davis signs with the Falcons. I think Mike Davis is actually a really good running back. He came in for CMC, and I think he tore it up, like, while he could. Um, yeah, Dan he's Arnold, right. Dan Arnold, our boy, goes to the Panthers. No, not the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers. <laughs> Fuck! Anyway, um, yeah, so good for Dan. Uh, James Winston, He, I think he's QB1. Well, actually, I don't think that, because I have no fucking clue, because they extended t- Taysom Hill, too. I mean, what do you? I mean, I think Jameis should start because he's absolutely. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure they said they signed him to be the starter. Oh, he is. He cried about Drew Brees leaving. He is starting. Yeah, he cried tears of joy because he knows yeah. about it. He's about to obliterate the NFC South. Yeah, for real. Fuck the Bucks. Well, yeah. Speaking of the Bucks, they signed fucking everybody. Like what? Oh, shout out to Tris Wirtz, by the way. Me and Luke met him. Um, Luke talked some shit to him. I talked some shit to him. Um, good time. But anyway, yeah, fuck the Bucks anyway. I don't like them. Dub Bears. Literally, like, fuck the Bucks is right. Like, how? there's no way they can do that. Tom Brady, man. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> All right. Um... AJ Green and JJ Watt go to Arizona. Um, I thought he was really going to the Steelers, but he didn't. And AJ Green, I think he's washed too. But I guess that's just another guy for Kyla, the the run. Arizona guy, actually so. uh, just got uh they signed Malcolm Butler today too from the Texans. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. But he's a, he's a yeah. Bum. But you know really the Super Bowl where he had his game winning interception was in Arizona, so you know maybe he's sparks a little flame under. Him. Oh shit. Pete oh, Carroll shit. made his career. Oh, kill not not Kim. I also killed Meyer. Um, it's uh, we hooping. Loves him. Best corner in the league. Did he call it though? Yeah, he says best corner in the league. So. Oh, he must have called it then. Um. Yeah. 
All right, two more. Um, Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Leonard Floyd. Ed, wasn't Leonard Floyd a bear? Mm, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Jack, don't, Jack, don't you have a Yeah, I do, actually. Wow. That is <laughs> that's that's why he left. The curse lives on. Not anymore. Um, that's why he left. And then Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Deshaun Watson pulled up Ben Roethlisberger. But he is putting up numbers on Ben Roethlisberger. 16 different women. I I can't, <laughs> I can't even count on my fucking hands. <laughs> he's getting the little the little uh, tug. What are they called? Rubber tug. Yeah. What well, happy ending. Tug? He's going to the. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Ben Robinson is probably sitting back like, "Fuck, I wasn't that bad." Like Jesus Christ, Sean. Oh, we don't know everything about Big Ben yet, though. Dude, but welcome Wait. to the title town, to Sean. I mean, we'll take you. We don't really, we'll just forgive and forget after you win us two rings. You know? No, but the thing is, though. Um, oh, there. Yeah, they're the thing about Deshaun, though, every one of those women that uh, reported him for like a rape case, they all have ties with the owner. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and and another thing I heard was that the lawyer that's representing all this all these women, he asked for a settlement like right off the bat, and Deshaun's like, fuck you, like I'm gonna cover up my name. So like Deshaun's like, Yeah, I'll go to court. And then this guy's just like, Well, here's ten more women that fucking accuse you of <laughs> asking for a happy ending. And I mean like that just fucking great. like, dude. I'm big on this conspiracy uh, theory shit. That'd be fucking wild if Desha- that... I hope Deshaun's uh, innocent because my quarterback was innocent, and you're innocent until proven guilty in the United States of America. And if Deshaun Watson can't find a team because of it, I mean, we got six Super Bowl rings with his name on. Well, them. there's also like a pretty open QB room in Chicago. I'd say. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Oh, they the did, Bears they did, promised the Bears did tweet out QB one. No, actually, Joey, uh, Andy of, Dalton this I'm gonna uh, touch on that subject. Uh, the Bears did post a picture on Instagram of Andy Dalton, like in a jersey swap type of deal, and it said QB one. I'm like, how can you be like have that much pride in yourself and like, like that? You know, if Russell Wilson's in there, obviously that's QB one. But like, like whoever runs that Bears account, like, were they really like proud? You know, like make like posting that. Like if that was me, I'd be like, I'd just never post picture of Andy Dalton in my life. I'd just like, you know, yeah, he's on our team, but like he never gets any publicity. He's gonna look good in orange, though. Ginger Nation, baby. I mean, <laughs> Chicago Fire will be the most electric football nickname I've heard in a while. Like that, it's just fucking awesome. I mean, I love it. I think I might be like a part-time Bears fan. That's just a bold move. They're boy under center is like hey, a bull hey, i've never move. i've always like cheered for the bears when watching games with you i think it's kind of a coward move just to cheer for the other team that's playing just because your friend likes team but um yeah i'm like even more well i mean uh tip number one if you're coming to a bears fan do not get your hopes up no matter how much we are up in the game do not <laughs> think we are going to win the game because we won't <laughs> No matter how good you think our our franchise is rolling along, it's going right back down the hill probably the next year. Just know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that wraps up, like, about everything. I mean, a couple more things. 
Calvin Harris, aka Calvin Dingers, hit a walk off for Ole Miss. Adi Toddy. Um, that, that Blake chick from what the fuck's even her name? Courtney. I don't know, but from Iowa, balling out right now, Sweet Sixteen, baby. Courtney, buddy, you got both those wrong. Clark. What did I say? It's Caitlin Clark. It's like Courtney Blake. Did I say Blake? <laughs> oh. You're um, a I mean, bum. I don't get paid enough for this shit. And it's watch your ball. watch your Hawks women's basketball. Jeez, this is the reason they don't. I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, we're not Speaking trying to get canceled. Hawks sports that nobody cares about. Um, Spencer Lee won uh, national championship with no ACLs. At a boy, and that wraps up everything that I got on the list. Yep. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I heard something about this women's thing. I think it was Andy Katz was talking about it. He's like, well, they say, he's like, well, they decided to have their tournament really late and just kind of randomly put it at the same, like, put it in Texas without, like, really much, like, not a lot of notice. Obviously, it's not an excuse for why they don't have their weights, weight room and shit, but that's what he said. He could, they did really decide really late, but he suggested put their tournament in April so they can, everyone can watch them. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Alright, everyone. I just wanted to hear you guys react to that. <laughs> I, wanted to, I, wanted to, I wanted to hear Let's, you uh, Take our turn speaking here. Oh, fuck. I mean... <laughs> yeah, maybe they should. Right? I'd tune in it when the Hawks win. My bracket's pretty damn well, good. Well, they're not being bracket, so... Thank God yeah, we they have are. a women's basketball expert on our team. No, we do. And I'll give you the rundown on Caitlin Clark. She'll probably outscore Paige Beckers and we'll probably beat him. So. Good job, Thanks. Luke. Um, Thanks. Yeah, that that uh, wraps it up. Um, anything else you guys like to throw in there? Oh, let me – all tournament team. Oh, yeah. Ready? Yeah. As of right now, the tournament's not over. So you still have to be in the tournament, or maybe you got eliminated. But for the most part, you have to be in the tournament. This first guy did get eliminated, though. Cam Thomas of LSU Tigers just put on a show. Jack saw it with his own eyes with me. Right, Jack? I can can, uh, stand behind that one. (laughs) Buddy Bay hung at the two. That's, That's a lock. Johnny Juzang wow. at the three. Oh, yeah. Drew wow. Timmy at the four. Wow. Cameron Crowe got the five. That's the all-tournament team as of right now. They beat the Timberwolves. No shit. Well, yeah. They beat the damn Lakers. Oh, right now? No. Last year's Lakers. <laughs> they, beat LeBron, they, beat LeBron, they beat LeBron's all-star team. Yeah. I mean, you kidding me? well, you probably got Crutwig <laughs> against AD. That's fucking Gerber life in the post. <laughs> That's one Gerber. He's eating a couple cans of Gerber there. <laughs> Who's LeBron gonna guard? He can't. There's no way. Like, no, I like, don't know. Lakers like, dude, we can't match up with these guys. We're going against the zone. And Buddy's like, I dare you to go in his zone. Do it. Do it. And Punch no, he probably won't touch the ball. Can't. Can't. Cam Thomas was come down and shoot it. I don't know. I don't know how these guys are gonna get the ball, but you know I'll be coaching them, so they'll probably we'll be fine. 
Oh, with my sixth man is Eddie from Purdue because I need some height. Yeah, so let's go seven, six guy off the bench. Well, just as some height in case I need it. But I'm usually playing It's five. a five-man rotation. Yeah, it is. And then Eddie, if we need a guy on the ball at the end of the game. That's fair. Yeah. Go Hawks. Uh, is that it then? Because I have one more thing Dennis out on. Go. All right, this is Two Birds, One Clone. Um, see you guys next time.